Welcome to Onco Farm. I'm your uh, larynx-addled host, John Bazaar, recording this from my office here at the sponsor of Onco Farm, the Bill Gatton College of Pharmacy here on the VA campus in Mountain Home, Tennessee. Um, I do want to offer my apologies off the bat for uh, my voice. Uh, loyal listeners of the pod will know that I am a Purdue University uh, College of Pharmacy graduate. I also did my pre-farm there. Grew up uh, a big Purdue fan. And um, this past Saturday, I made the trip up to Indiana to watch my boilers beat um, the team from one of the 13 um, public colleges and universities in in the state of Ohio. Um, so they, they beat um, Ohio State's uh, big win. Anyway... Uh, I was, if I wasn't there, they may not have won, but I yelled and screamed a lot, so they did pull out a, a squeaker uh, by 29 points, so uh, made for made for a great night, really happy, but um, the podcast must go on despite uh, my voice. Um, if you'll go back a few weeks ago, uh, I talked about uh, really a deep dive into seroconversion and seroprotection and influenza vaccine in patients receiving chemotherapy. And at the very end of the pod, I, I mentioned um, a study uh, published in the Journal of Immunotherapy and Cancer in 2018, um, volume 6, um, page 40. And this was a prospective study of 23 patients that basically showed a fairly high rate of grade 3 or 4 serious immune-related adverse effects, 26.1%. And that seemed a little high, and there are concerns that, uh, you know, checkpoint inhibitors that, uh, you know, cut the brakes and unleash the immune system and can cause things like myasthenia gravis, and that uh, a vaccine, even an inactivated vaccine like the influenza vaccine because of the adjuvant might... Uh, you know, add to maybe these immune-related adverse events. In fact, there are cases of myasthenia gravis happening after just a flu vaccine. So is this reason to worry? Well, this is a question that I've been getting a lot uh, in clinic, and uh, I will give a tip of the hat to uh, Dr. Tawadros, one of our fellows, who sent me some uh, some wonderful abstracts, um, one of which was really, really great. Uh, and I tweeted that out and got a ton of likes on Twitter, so I thought this would make for a good topic for this week's podcast. Um so I got three things I'm going to go over. Uh, the first thing is an abstract from ASCO from 2017, uh, and it's abstract number E14607. And this is a, um, you know, a, a, a prospective study, so it's prospective in nature, that's nice, looking at uh, a fluria, so an inactivated flu vaccine. And really what they were looking at here were antibody titers. I also wanted to look at did the flu vaccine work with regards to preventing infection and were there more side effects, but they only accrued 28 patients, so a pretty small in. <clears throat> so you're probably not going to see um, any data that's generalizable with regards to the safety of flu vaccination in these patients unless there's, uh, you know, a 100% toxicity rate. Um, but basically what they found is that antibody titers for Ig, um, for influenza A, for IgM, and then for influenza B, IG, IgM, that they did have significant increases in their titers. And that's not, you know, really all that surprising. There was never really concern in a lot of people's eyes, I think, that immune checkpoint inhibitors would decrease um, the influenza vaccine from working or from patients uh, on checkpoint inhibitors from developing adequate seroprotection with the influenza vaccine. But it's reassuring that we have that data. Um, uh, 
in and also uh, searching through this I found an abstract from uh, ASCO 2018 this is abstract E15073 and this is from 2018 and this is a, a retrospective study from Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center in New York uh, so this was retrospective and they looked at uh, patients who received uh, the flu vaccine within 60 days of uh, immune checkpoint inhibitor therapy and it um, these were FDA approved at the time in the 2015-2016 season and they identified 147 patients who fit their criteria of receiving the vaccine within 60 days of um, immune checkpoint inhibitor. Uh, most of these were lung patients, about half of them had lung cancer followed by 11% melanoma, 7% primary CNS lymphoma. Um, most of them, 88%, received just an anti-PD-1 drug only, so probably nivolumab or pembrolizumab. And immune-related adverse events occurred in 18% of patients who received a single-agent um, anti-PD-1, and then 41% of those treated in combination. Um, and then there were no adverse events that they found that they could attribute to the influenza vaccine. <clears throat> so, you know, this is obviously 18% immune-related total in 100 and some patients is... Uh, a lot less worrisome than a 26% rate of grade 3 or 4, the serious immune-related adverse events from the study that I mentioned a few weeks ago. Um, but again, only 147 patients, and uh, it's, it's just looking at one group of people. It's just one cohort, those who were vaccinated and then also had the drug. It'd be nice if we had a, a comparison group. And we do. So um, also in ASCO in June 2018, uh, this actually... Uh, warranted not just an e-abstract, but actually a, a full-blown abstract. So this is from um, uh, the folks uh, down Interstate 40 from here in Johnson City from Vanderbilt. And this is a retrospective study of patients at the Vanderbilt uh, Ingram Cancer Center treated with checkpoint inhibitors uh, from 2010 to 2017, so pretty wide-ranging study. And they, file, they, they are able to get 534 patients uh, and meeting their... Um, inclusion criteria in this retrospective study. 72% received the flu vaccine and the rest had not received the flu vaccine. Um, there's a, this is a more heterogeneous group as a, that um, MS, the Memorial Sloan Cancer Center study, Memorial Sloan Cancer Center study, most of those patients were lung. Here we see 37% lung, 34% melanoma, 18% genitourinary, 7.2% breast, um, and then 3.4% uh, lymphoma. So a wider range of patients and a much larger N, you know, 530 patients. Uh, the vast majority, 93%, just received a single agent checkpoint inhibitor. Um, and there was a uh, there was no difference in the rate of immune-related adverse events between the vaccinated group and the unvaccinated group. So the vac in the vaccinated group, 37.4% develop an immune-related adverse event compared to a numerically higher number of 42.6% in the unvaccinated group. So getting the flu vaccine uh, in this group of 500 patients from Vanderbilt while on checkpoint hypertherapy did not increase the risk of immune-related adverse events. Uh, if anything, it was slightly lower, although that was not statistically different with a p-value of 0 0.067. Um, there, were, um, there was a higher rate of pneumonitis in the patients who uh, did not receive a flu vaccine, and that's you know interesting. Don't know if that's a real thing. This is I, We only see the abstract here online, so... Um, don't know, for example, about prior radiation therapy or other risk factors for pneumonitis. That's not reported. There's no baseline demographics really uh, in the study beyond, um, you know, age and um, 
you know, most of them were male, as well as the, the breakdown by uh, malignancy that I mentioned before. Um, another interesting thing here, there's a, a couple more interesting things. The take-home point of this is going to be that the flu vaccine didn't increase the risk of immune-related adverse events, but there's some other interesting stuff in here, um, like those who got the flu vaccine um, uh, were, let me put it this way, those who did not get the flu vaccine were more likely um, uh, well, to get pneumonitis, I told you that, but also unvaccinated patients uh, were more likely to have uh, influenza-related complications. So if you didn't get the flu vaccine and they had immune-related complications, that was, you know, happened in 62.4% compared to 23.2%, p-value 0.032. Um, um, so, and these complications would lead to admission. And then there was, they looked at progression-free survival, no difference between those who were vaccinated and unvaccinated, but they do say there was improved overall survival by a, a difference of 10 months in those who were vaccinated. So 72 months in those who got vaccinated versus 62 months in those who are unvaccinated. And again, it's, you know, kind of a univariate analysis. Um, again, as an abstract, doesn't say a whole lot. I don't think this should tell us that um, the flu vaccine uh, is going to keep people alive longer if you have metastatic cancer and you're seeing a checkpoint inhibitor, but certainly adds to what is a small but growing body of evidence that flu vaccine does appear safe in patients receiving immune checkpoint inhibitors. Uh, it would be great to see more more evidence of this. Uh, great to be see prospective studies or retrospective studies that get published with with large ends. So I'm, I'm hopeful to see this Vanderbilt study with 500 patients um, peer-reviewed and published in the literature so we can really look at uh, the demographics between these two groups. And uh, certainly there are lots and lots of patients around the country and around the world receiving checkpoint inhibitors and also this time of year getting flu vaccines. So hopefully those things are all clearly documented in your medical records in the event you wanted to get IRB approval and go back and, and look at that uh, and in forms of a study or better yet, uh, do a prospective study. Um, well, folks, it's going to be a short pod this week on account of my voice. Uh, thank you for uh, for listening to this. If you can stand uh, the, the uh, scraggly sound of my voice, uh, I do want to let you know um, that I appreciate uh, all the listens and downloads. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at FarmDTNIB, follow the podcast at OncoFarmPod, and the podcast is also on Instagram. So follow us on Insta, uh, username OncoFarmPod. Thanks for listening, and I hope to see you all a little further down the road. <laughs>